Hey, murder lovers. My name is Mackenzie. This is Patina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. True crime? No. No. Well, no. Yes. It's October. I'm sorry. Yes. It's October now. It's, it is true crime. So today I'm going to be talking to you guys about, drum roll, the Salem Witch Trials. I, you know what? You told me you were going to do this like 30 minutes ago and I already forgot. And now I'm excited again. <laughs> Hearing about it in school, it's always briefly mentioned as part of American history, if you're in the American school system, etc. But it's always glossed over and they don't really go into like the who's, what's, what, and how's. Yeah, it's like people thought they were witches, a bunch of people died, and right. you know, don't judge a book by its cover is the story. Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. So I didn't know much about it, just like uh, I do with a lot of things. I thought I knew, but then I started researching and I was like, what the hell? So. I, uh, when I told Carol, I was like, you know what? I've landed on this. Um, I will say this, although it has witch in the title and it's, you know, what it's commonly referred to as, it has nothing to do with Halloween. So this didn't happen during Halloween. It didn't end in Halloween. Um, but I think nonetheless, since witches are commonly associated with, associated with Halloween, I figured I would cover it during this month of October. All right, so uh, the Salem Witch Trials, while I was researching this, I will say this, I ate a slice of humble pie. I realized that Salem Witch Trials weren't the only witch trials. I will admit that to the world. I didn't know this. That was stupid of me to not to think that. I'm like, oh. I know, right? I, I, I just didn't know. So as I was researching this, I was like, holy shit, like people that have been accused of being witches have been were persecuted for like it's been happening of years. for centuries yeah and if anything the salem witch trials was towards it's the most modern closest to us in a timeline that you know when it happened sure um because it happened when they were barely immigrating over here to the u.s and you know building colonies and you know so one could argue it was almost the end of yes the hunt of witches yes So in early 1600s, so like 1640s, 50s, um, people started coming over from England and putting roots down in what was then known as Salem Village in Massachusetts. So Salem Village is now, 2021, uh, known as Danvers, Massachusetts. And then there's also, at the same time in the the 1600s, there was a Salem town both different Salem's. They were about five miles away from each other. And Salem Town uh, was the bigger part, the most, uh, I guess, um, lively. And it was the port of the town and all these things. And Salem Village had more of your farming community and people that were doing all the agricultural things, having all the animals, etc. And they wanted to have their own church and their own congregation so they wouldn't have to do a 10 mile round trip to go to church in Salem town. And what, you know, the people that were in Salem town and village at this point were Puritans. Um, they were the people that were coming over from England. They were trying to build this new world with these churches that were what they considered pure. That's therefore the name Puritism. So, when they built a church 
well, then was known as the the meeting room um, in Salem Village. There was also a big, I guess not unspoken, but everyone knew about it, a big battle between uh, power, because just like you said in the last story, um, this was early America, so there was no governing body yet. So everything that was still governing these pre-state areas was still the king. Okay. So anything that was uh, felonious or anything that needed to be punishable by death and anything like that, they had a, they were still abiding by the king's rules at this point. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of turmoil over owning land and owning, you know, because owning land is how you became wealthy back then. If you have land, you are probably harvesting some kind of crop. You can keep your family up, etc. Um, the two families that were head-to-head with each other were the Putnams versus the Porters. Um, so they were the families that were trying to vie for power and because they wanted to have a church in Salem Village, they put some money aside, also some land to give to Reverend Paris so that he would come and be the Reverend for their small church. So all that to say, that's just setting the setting, but at this time, because of previous witch trials that had happened in Europe, Spain, um, in you know places like Czech Republic or was now known as Czech Republic, there had been books and journals and pamphlets written about how to determine that someone is a witch, how to cast the evil from someone if they are a witch. So the idea of witch and witchcraft wasn't new. Mm-hmm. And they had also, um, in 1692, um, had just suffered a really bad winter. So crops weren't good, some animals were dying off. And at this day and age, at that day and age, they were putting some of this off to like, is there something supernatural happening? Are we being punished for something? Um, what it comes down to is two girls that they start having fits. They start thrashing around completely out of nowhere. They are just writhing when what seems like pain. They're saying that they feel like they're being pinched, that they're being bitten. And they're brought to the front of the church and they accuse what is seemingly a uh, innocent person of witchcraft and afflicting them. So these two girls, Betty Paris, who is nine years old, and her cousin, Abigail Williams. So these are the daughter and the niece of Reverend Paris at the time. So he's running the church and he is under the Putnam's, not command, but they're the ones, you know, putting the salary and helping him stick with the, uh, have his land and whatnot. They're kind of vetting for him for being the, the, the new pastor in the town. Okay. So these two girls have these almost the way that people describe them, um, is almost like seizures or just fits is what they call them. Mm -hmm. But so they accuse some women in the town of being 
witches. So they two, them, them two start having fits. And then a third girl, which is Anne Putnam Jr., also starts having these fits and they start yelling and um, nothing's recognizable. They just start thrashing around. I can't explain it. Obviously, the records of it are very minimalist. They were thrashing around, and that's it. They don't yeah, go more to detail. Detailed. Yeah. They did have a doctor um, go look at them to see if there was something medically wrong with them, and he could not determine that there was anything medically wrong with them. So he put it off to maybe there is something supernatural happening to these girls, and maybe they are being afflicted by something else. So they accused Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tichuba. So Tichuba was the enslaved maid for the porters and she was bought by the porters in the Caribbean she was the one that mostly stayed with the girls entertained the girls and the girls told I guess the the church that she was the one teaching them things and afflicting them uh, because of her roots, she, I guess, maybe on an occasion or two, taught them how to, like, crack an egg in a cup and swirl it around to see if you could see your future husband or, like, what your future husband's job mm. would be. So kind of, like, child, it, it sounds like childish, like, things could be explained of the same way, like, you know reading tea leaves or reading yeah. hands or horoscopes or reading tarot cards. So, so the girls, you know, they accused these three women, the two first ones, Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne completely kept their innocence. They're like, no, we're not a witch. We're not a witch. Um, because they couldn't get uh, the right instructions from the king when they didn't have any governing bodies at this point to say this is what you do when someone's accused of witchcraft in your new place. Um, so what they did is they put together what's called Oyer and Terminer. Those are horrible words. Oh my god, I can't say them. Okay, so they put together Oyer and Terminer. What that means is... Are you sure you're like not reading somebody's accent? <laughs> no, it's O-Y-E-R and... Terminer, which is T-E-R-M-I-N-E-R. Okay. I don't know if it's Old English, but so it's Oyer and Terminer. Um, Sounds like somebody from the South trying to say oil. Oyer. I, I can't. But um, this was the new way that they would hear these cases and for the people that were accused. So it literally translates to the hearing and the determination. Um and so they would listen to the people that said that they were afflicted and they would listen supposedly to the people that were accused and they entered a plea of whether or not they would confess to being a witch or not. And for the most part, everyone said, no, I'm not a witch. I would never, you know, I'm part of this community. I go to this church. We're in the same church. I'm not a witch. I haven't afflicted anyone or cast any, you know, uh, spells on any on anyone. Um, but if they didn't confess, even if they weren't guilty of anything, they would be prosecuted and they would be hung. So if you confessed, you would be saved, which is backwards as hell. Yeah. So Tichaba saw that, like, if someone is keeping their innocence and they're not confessing to anything, they're, they're hung. Well, I'm going to confess. And well, confess in quotes and say that I am a witch. And she did that to save her own ass. 
So she, although she wasn't a witch, she had to say that she was so, she, right. so that she would be spared. One of the doctors that saw the girls, uh, he wrote down, and some of these uh, things are being pieced together even to this day because things are being found, you know, in between books and in between journals. There's a, a quote saying, beyond the power of epileptic fits or natural disease to affect them. So this is by John Hale. So that was one of the ministers slash doctors that saw them and said, this is kind of supernatural. At least it was to them. So all in all, these girls were afflicted. Other people started getting afflicted too. A lot of them, for the most part, were younger, teenager, age girls. I think the oldest was a 17-year-old girl. And then there was one adult that was afflicted as well. I say afflicted in quotes because we don't know exactly what was going on with them. But all in all, in Salem Village and just surrounding towns, including Ipswich, um, there were, give or take what was written down, the information, it varies between 150 and 200 people total were accused. So that's a lot of people that were not... They weren't processed correctly. Yeah. They were just being told, if you confess, we'll save you. But if you don't, we're not. We're just going to, we're going to cane you. Yeah. There were over 200 people accused of being witches. A lot of the the court hearings that they were having was based on specter evidence. So specter evidence is when an accused person is saying that they saw the person that they're accusing of being a witch transform into their familiar or into an animal usually a bird a cat or a dog at one point the community was in such franticness and terror that they were like trying to weed out who was a witch and whatnot they did have people going door to door trying to tell them like hey if you confess on your neighbor we'll help you with land and we'll help you make sure that you're okay um so if you snitch on someone being a witch we'll help you yeah and then there is also that's a way to get credible right yeah snitching <laughs> on witches yeah and offer them money and that'll bring out the honesty right. in them right and then they also at one point this is one of the craziest things they came up with what with, with what's called a witch cake which was a cake made with rye flour and the urine of those afflicted. And if you fed that to a dog and the dog ate it, then she must not be bewitched. But if the dog threw it up, she most certainly is a witch. So that's one of the ways that they tried to determine whether or not people were witches. Is So they thought... The dog itself was yes. a person in the form of a no, witch no, no. in the form of so a So they dog. just gave it to dogs as test things. Like, we're going to feed this dog a cake made of the urine with the supposed witch. And if they throw it up, it's a witch. And if oh, they don't... Oh, I thought when you meant, like, when it was the urine of the afflicted person, it oh, was... Oh, I'm sorry, not the yeah. afflicted of the accused person. Ah, uh, 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 okay, that makes so sense. So if the dog threw it up, they said, nope, this is definitely a witch person. Um... And, well, I mean, if you give a dog a cake made of urine, hopefully your dog does throw up, but I want to know who comes up with these things. They're like, 
I know. You know, at this point, they had nothing else to entertain them, so they were trying to make sense of these things that didn't make sense to them. But they went about it the whole different way, like, the wrong way. Where is the science behind the witch urine? Oh, God. I have no idea. Where somebody was like, this will work. Right? Um, I'm trying to think of what else they did to try to determine... um, Oh, yeah. So another thing that they did to try to determine if someone was a witch or not was they would tie your, let's say, your left thumb to your right toe. They would tie those opposite fingers Mm -hmm. or appendages and throw you in a river. And if you sank, you're not a witch, but if you floated, you're a witch. So if you sank and drowned. (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. So if you sank and drowned... You must not be a witch, but sorry, you're dead. Wasn't that the whole thing behind burning them at the stake, too? Like, it, was, it wasn't it was an execution. It was determined whether or not they were witches. Right. Yes, and I'll get to those a little bit. I'll, okay. I'll brush a little bit on the international ones. But, um, so, yes, there was no burning of the witches at the stake in the Salem witch trials. They were all okay. hung, with the exception of one, um... Of the 20 that were officially people that were hung because of being accused of being witches, 19 of them were hung. One of them was tortured to death. He, his name is Giles Corey, and he was the husband to another woman who was accused of being a witch who was also hung. But he refused to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. Because in the governing body that they had at that time, if you didn't enter a plea, then your land couldn't be forfeited. So by him not entering a plea, he secured that even if he was killed, even by torture, his kids would still be deeded his land. So he made sure that, I mean, he obviously wasn't a witch, but um, by... He made sure the kids were taken care of. Exactly. So what they did is they put a board on him. They tied all his limbs um, to post on the ground. So he's laying flat on the ground. They put a board on top of him and then they put stones on it to add weight to him. Mm -hmm. And that was just a form of torture to keep asking him, what do you, what's your plea? What's your plea? And... He didn't want to give a plea, so he just kept taking on more weight. And he usually, supposedly at that time, people that were put towards uh, put under this torture would last maybe a couple hours, maybe a day if there was a strong person. Uh, but Giles lasted two full days. And by the end of the second day, even while they were still asking him, like, hey, what is your plea? You know, guilty or not guilty? He said, famously... Historically, his famous last words were, put on more weight. He was not going to, he was not going to enter a plea of any kind because he wanted to make sure his kids got his land no matter what. he was crushed to death. He was crushed to death. Yep. So 19 hung and he was crushed to death. Of the 19, 14 were women and five were men. So notoriously more women than men were accused of being witches. It's so barbaric. Yeah. Old-timey, oh, barbaric. Like, That's the word I was looking for. Old-timey, like, torture things and stuff like that. I'm like, the fact that we've even civilized even slightly is From an that? improvement. Yeah. yeah. 
trying to think of uh, what else. Oh, unfortunately, because, God, yeah, like you said, it's barbaric. They did not know how to properly hang someone, which I don't know that I ever wanted to have that skill. Um, they did not have either long enough ropes or yeah correct ones. So a lot of the times the people that were hung did not die instantly. They died more from the suspension, like yeah, prolonged a slow suspension. Strangulation. Right. Yeah. Instead of that immediate Severing or faster, of yeah. right, faster. Um, this is the kind of stuff that makes me go, because I'm in such a gray area with the death penalty. Yeah. But this is the kind of stuff that makes me go, like, let's just get rid of it. Like, yeah. just even, like, the fact that people argue for a firing squad at this point. I'm like, Oof. you guys. <laughs> yeah. So, in total, um, although it this started in February of 1962, um, it did come to an end finally in May of 1963 when the governor's wife was accused of being a witch. And the governor was like, all right, this has gone and, on too long. Yep. So Governor Phipps was like, I am writing this decree that anyone, that we're not doing this right, that we're not, should not be using specter evidence as, you know, as the say all be all and be able to hang these people so it wasn't until he said that that they stopped actually going putting people through that process he was like all right you guys have taken it too far now right he's like no 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 you've accused my wife now that's not right now that this affects me i'm gonna get involved (sighs) and then um so going back a little bit back to the the specter thing i forgot to mention this so the way that you were imprisoned waiting for your trial and whatnot definitely was determined by how much money you could put down towards your livability in a cell, which is, thank God it's not that way now, but, um, so you got a bigger cell if you could put more money towards your jail oh. time and you got better shackles if you got more money towards your jail time. So you paid for better sentencing. Ex- well, not the sentencing, but or accommodations. accommodations. Yeah. <laughs> jail accommodations. So for people that were poor, um, or for people that just didn't have the funds, for example, like Tichuba, who was an enslaved person, um, they were in jail under ridiculous conditions and this was obviously before sanitation was really a big thing and um so a lot of diseases ran amok in those jail cells especially in the shared rooms and some of the lives were spared or at least their trials were suspended until later dates and luckily they never got to see a trial date because Phipps stepped in but one was because she was pregnant um and then the other one like Tichuba was being, because she was the only one that was that had confessed to being a witch, um, she was put towards the back end of the list of people awaiting trial just because we're like, we want the people, we don't want people to just keep saying that they are witches. They kept putting her off until the end, but people, even after May, it still took some time to get people out of jail. Okay. And even one... Even though it says 20 people were directly sentenced to death, they're hanging or giles by the torture, there were two other people that di- died while in jail. So okay. I would say those are could be added to that as well. 
So, although, so this took about a year and a couple months from February to May the next year. There was only four execution dates in total. Uh, the first person was executed on June 10th of 1962. And then five were executed on July 19th of 1962, which included Sarah Good, Rebecca Nurse, Susanna Martin, Elizabeth Howe, and Sarah Wilde. Another five were executed on August, August 19th, 1692. Uh, I'm sorry. 1692 or 1962? 1692. Okay, for the first two, you said oh, 1962, shit. and I literally have been sitting here looking at you like, <laughs> this happened in the 60s? No, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> I, my heart. Okay. Um, 1962. No, you did it again. You just Damn said it. 1962. <laughs> 1692. Okay. Another five were executed August 19th, 1692, <laughs> and that was Martha Carrier, John Willard, George, George Burroughs, George Jacobs Sr., and John Proctor, and eight of them were killed on September 22nd, 1692. This included Mary Eastay, Martha Corey, Ann Pewterter, Samuel Wardwell, Mary Parker, Alice Parker, Wilmot Red, and Margaret Scott. On top of these people being accused and murdered, there were also dogs that were murdered mm. um, because it was believed that dogs were taking on this different, or witches were taking on this dog form. And famously, a dog was shot after a kid accused it of afflicting it, uh, of it afflicting him. And once it was shot, the, the reverend said, well, it must have not been the devil because the devil doesn't die since the dog died. Oh, my gosh. So. Monsters. Um, and then, unfortunately, there was a girl. I believe this was the youngest person accused of being an afflictor or witch. It was Dorcas Whore, and she was something, say, four, something, say, five. So I'm going to say regardless four or five in that age um she was separated from her parents because her parents were also accused of being witches mm -hmm. um and she was held in a cell by herself which can not be good for a little baby like that so eventually, um, I believe she had some problems with some mental health later on just because she was in a cell by herself for so long. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, she's not a witch. So those are um, the Salem witch trials. And then after this ended, it wasn't until the 17 and 1800s that the descendants of the people... Um, who were murdered in this, that they started asking for the sentences or for the charges to be dismissed from the people, mm -hmm. um, to be stricken from the record, for their innocence to be declared. So things started moving along 1800s, it, and it wasn't until the 300th anniversary that Salem officially dismissed everything and cleared everyone and said they're all innocent so there is monuments and locations that are 
marked in what is now Danvers to commemorate the victims of the Salem witch trials. But it, it definitely took a really long time to it's clear too, their names. It's too little too late at that point. So what it comes down to, so some people are like, okay, well, what really happened then? Right. Um, and there are some things that say um, it was possibly just hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, that was just running amok and all the girls were just hysterical, but there's no reason for that. Really. There's some, like, there's some possible medical explanations. I saw some things that it might've been what's called ergot, which is a fungus that grew primarily in rye. And that's kind of been debunked. It shows, uh, that's what one journal originally put out saying it might've been this, this fungus that would have caused like epileptic seizures on people. So that might've been a thing. And it also had a derivative of what is now known as LSD. So they could have had hallucinations as well from this fungus. So, but it, it was debunked by that same journal the next year. But of course, just like history shows, we ignored the second part and we're just going with the first part right, they right, put right. out. Because we um, like that story. Right. So the second part that they put out, not a correction, but more of a, hey, we found out more information, is that the ergot only would have been bad for someone that is deficient of vitamin A. And that it would have presented itself in two different ways. Either it would have been epileptic and hallucinations, and the second way that it would have afflicted someone would have been with gangrene. Well, epileptic would explain the thrashing. Right. So because they're a coastal town, though, uh, vitamin A, no one should have been deficient because they were all dependent on a marine diet. So they all ate fish. For the most part. Okay. So, but the fact that no one presented the second type of affliction that ergot would have given you, which is gangrene, it shows that maybe it wasn't ergot. And the chances of that many people having a vitamin deficiency right. that was so extreme. Right. Yeah. Um, and so those are kind of like the medical explanations on those things. And then also not... It sounds like... No men of- were afflicted too sounds like a bunch of people just being assholes and that is the best and that's just the theory that the fits logical, the best yeah, the most yeah. logical thing people are like is this seems fun it, it just comes down to a turf war really yeah because the you know the putnams kept putting they were trying to settle old scores or settle old wounds and they were accusing people that were in their way to getting more land and becoming yeah. more successful so that's what it really comes down to. It's just like really a two for Exactly. But like the witch version. But which ones? Yeah. If you guys haven't watched that series, it's a really good one, by the way. So, um, I think that's the best explanation that they were just little girls being assholes. Yeah. Um, and they started just pointing the fingers at whoever the hell they wanted, and I don't know why they never stopped once they saw the first freaking hanging. Like, what? yeah. <laughs> let it get this far idiot um (laughs) so those are the salem witch trials and then so a couple i'm gonna just run through a couple of the famous uh european trials and and whatnot but i don't know the exact numbers but some of the stuff that stuck out while i was researching for this one was a so the sweden witch trials they started with my people 
Yeah. So here's their witch trials. Great. Um, there was a 12-year-old boy who had a schoolyard fight with a girl who had kicked his ass. As my people tend to do. And so he was mad at her because he was beat up by a girl. Mm-hmm. And so the next time that they were in church in town... And he saw her not take communion and put it in her pocket. He took the opportunity to say, see, she's a witch. She can't even consume the communion. And when they questioned her about it, she just simply said, like, I, we're poor. I'm taking this communion, this bread over to my friend's cow because I want it to be able to produce milk for her and her family. And they said, nope, you must definitely be a witch because otherwise you would have taken your communion. So, that's fun. <laughs> Logical. What happened to the girl? Um, they, so, like you said, they, in Sweden and Europe, they burned people. So, they burned the witches um, because they wanted them to have nothing physically to be able to attach themselves to if they were able to come back as a different form. Yeah. Or as, come back in a physical form again. So, that's why they burned witches. Um, Here in the U.S., in Salem, after we hung people, they put them in shallow graves. They just discarded, and then everyone went back home. And the story goes that a lot of family members came back after everyone had dispersed, picked up their family members, and put them in a proper proper grave, just because, um, because the church wasn't condoning their burial since they were accused of being witches. So... Unfortunately, there's a lot that the remains were never spoken for and never treated correctly. So there's still maybe some grave sites that are completely unmarked in Salem. and We don't know who they are or where they're at. So I know there were several places that they would burn witches at the stake because the logic was that if they survived it, they were witches. And if they didn't, then they... Yeah, logical, know. right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so basically right. all of the innocent people who were all of them, died. Excellent. Stark. So, you know, famously, some of the European witch trials had up to 200,000 casualties because they spanned it over the time of eight years, ten years at a time. So ours is one of the shortest ones ever because, luckily, the governor's wife was accused (laughs) of being a witch. Otherwise, I don't know that it would have stopped. I don't know that it would have fizzled out because people just saw it as a scapegoat way of accusing someone, just blackballing them and saying, you know, you don't like what I'm doing or you're standing in my way of becoming more successful, so I'm going to accuse you of being a witch and, you know, there's no repercussions of me even if you're not. So (sighs) So that, I want to go to Salem now because I want to see... Everything. I've always wanted to go to Salem. Um, I want to go to that area anyway. Like the idea of going east and up, northeast, yeah, is really. <laughs> I was like, yep, doing the compass, um, which is never eat soggy waffles, but um, sour watermelon. But okay, <laughs> we have different opinions Don't on that. Don't make me call your wife in here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I have always wanted to go to that area. It just has such an interesting, everywhere over there has an interesting history. I really want to go to Mm -hmm. the Eastern State Penitentiary over there at some point. Mm, There's so many things over there I want to go see. One of my favorite is, this is so weird. I don't think normal people know, have like ever said this, but my favorite cemeteries have, uh, were Philadelphia. I've never been. Oh. So I don't know. 
I mean, also... That's was part like, of what I want to go to see in New Orleans, though, is because mm, everything's above I ground. Know. So, two o'clock in the morning, drunk, though. <laughs> Philadelphia cemeteries. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. No. So much fun. No, no. Um, being respectful, of course. The idea but I'm like, of, I'm the drunk friend that I'm like, let's go to a cemetery. <laughs> the idea of being awake at two in the morning and out in public is something that I can't fathom at this point. Oh, girl, I was like 19... I, can... I mean, 21. All right. So I hope you guys learned something today. A little history lesson lesson on uh, America. We have a lot of uh, unsavory things in our past. <laughs> many, many countries many, do. Yeah. But, you know, the U.S. is just one of those weird countries where it's so new that we should have learned from others' mistakes at first, but we sure as hell didn't. That's why I think that that kind of stuff went on for so long is because you have people that were very used to seeing this, where mm-hmm. they came from. They were like, this is not that big of a deal. This is what we do. Yeah, at that point, yeah. they had just, like, upgraded from quartering people, so they thought, like, hanging people was not really... Yeah. They are like, we're civilized. Thank you. Yeah. You know, something that I saw in the, in the research of this over and over again, and I just... I, it is pertinent, but I didn't think that it was enough to excuse any of the behavior. So obviously where they were starting to settle down, there were other, there were natives in that area mm-hmm. that were obviously their land, um, but they were trying to run out people that were trying to settle in their area. So there were fights and battles between these people and some of the people, you know, that were um, on the front lines for the Native Americans, they were trying to push people out. So they, the the Puritans or the settlers there, they put off a lot of their, like, natural type disasters, like, oh, my cow died or my cow's dead or we had a fire in the barn. They put this all off to being attacked by natives. So, but they said that that, this just added to their psychology of their time. Like just they're being persecuted there. They're new to this place. They don't have a governing body. Um, They're the victims in their story. Right. And so it got brought up over and over again. But um, honestly, I think... This is my opinion, guys, and, and it's a lot of people's opinions, but I think it comes down to these two little bratty girls who were just being assholes, yeah. didn't have nothing better to do because they didn't have any entertainment at the time, Yeah, and they just thought this was fun to them. I mean, people can be psychopaths at that age. Well, and when you grow up in a community that blames their problems on other people, yep. when they're the ones doing something wrong, yep. that would be very easy for a kid to take that lesson and absorb it and act out on it yep and i mean mind you the girls that started this one was the pastor's niece or the reverend's niece and one was the daughter um and it is recorded saying that these girls struggled with being like the perfect pastor's kids Mm -hmm. just because they had you know a pious family i mean just in general it was a very religious community so they had you know, the standards that they had to uphold to and just be, you know, the perfect little kids. So at some point, they found a way to act out and it was being listened to because they were close to the reverend. So they just, they kept going and no one was stopping them because it was the reverend's kid and niece. Yeah. So, and you know, and the reverend kind of um, had some 
something to gain off of this because the people that were paying him, I don't know where my voice is going, the people that were paying him were the ones that were gaining from the people that were accused by them getting taken off the planet. So, yeah. you know, the reverend was doing something good for the community that he was serving financially. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's probably like that same thing with kids. Once they get too far into a lie, you don't want to back out because you don't want to get in trouble. Yeah. Yep. So let the consequences fall to someone else. Yeah. It's really sad how they were trying to um, debunk or prove that people were witches. I wish they had, I don't know, just more logical approach to it. But like yeah. the putting someone in a body of water when they're tied... And if you die, you're not a witch. Congratulations, you're innocent, but you're dead. Yeah, I didn't like, really what? think that one through all the way. <laughs> what? So, hope you guys uh, enjoyed that, the Salem Witch Trials. Tell me if you've been there. I'd love to, to know what you, guys, what you guys think of that place. If you're from there, where Oof. should we go see Yes, we do that trip at some point, which I would really like to do. I know. I always look at pictures of, like... Maine and Connecticut and Massachusetts in the fall and I'm like it's so pretty and then I'm like we literally live in that yep. here but it's still you so just think pretty. Hallmark when you think East Coast though like I do yeah I'm like Gilmore girls yeah you just want to go there start a bar that's almost failing help it back up meet a man and <laughs> a man who lost his wife in a tragic accident and he has a son that needs a mother and you're going to step in and you're mm-hmm. going to do all that mm-hmm. for them. And he proposes to you in a gazebo in the middle of like a starlight parade. It's, it's all, you know, yeah. Apple Festival. You just listen to the plot line <laughs> of every single Hallmark movie ever. <laughs> Except somewhere in there, Christmas happens. That's true. There's a snow, there's scarf season somewhere in there. My Hallmark movie, someone dies. My cousin lives for Hallmark movies, and I'm like, I can. You know, I they're good background movies. I don't hate on them. I hate on them. This is a ranty one. All right, guys. Um, If you have ideas, suggestions for spooky stories to top us off in October, please send those our way to our email, which is a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on all the social medias for extras and check us out on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash stranger danger podcast. And if you haven't done so already, we'd love a review on iTunes. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.